Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Live with Cody and Matt. It is July 16th. Uh, We thank you for joining us. Of course, if you're watching the replay, we do this every Friday at 5 o'clock. And of course, if you're on whatever platform you're on, you can just leave a comment on that. And we see it in the chat. And so you can talk with us and we can talk with you. And that's always exciting. So if you feel like it, join in the conversation. Uh, We will love that. But Matt, how are you? It's Friday. It's another week past. And another week closer for you going to nursing school. Thank you, Cody. I, my anxiety was almost down for a second. <laughs> um, no, it's been a good week. Uh, today was kind of weird. I woke up at 8.15 this morning and nothing to do. And I woke up super, super hot. Like in that way when you take an afternoon nap on the couch and wake up just gross. Drenched I woke hot. Up, yeah, I just felt so uncomfortably hot. And apparently David had two. He'd woken up about 20 minutes before that fed the cats and gone back to bed. I woke up after all that mess. I don't know. And I was up till probably 1030, I guess. And then I fell back asleep and slept till two. I heard nothing. I <laughs> And then it was two o'clock. I, but I mean, I, I don't have anything on my schedule today except for this. So um, sometimes I'll even try to, I'll intentionally try to nap between so it's seven o'clock my time. I'll try to nap between like four and six. I'll like in that window. I usually won't sleep for more than mm-hmm. an hour, but I try to because sometimes, you know, I never know what the discussion is going to be or if we're going to have tech issues. So you want to be as patient and ready and not hungry as possible. Yes. Well, yes, that is very true. Thankfully, we haven't had many technical issues in recent uh, times. We do want to like uh, let everybody know. Um, that you can, I'm going to put it in the chats, but, uh, again, if you'd like to support us in any way, uh, that is a link that you're able to do that. Um, we don't talk about it a lot, but right. if you want to, we want people to just hang out with us. Like this isn't about like making millions or anything like that, but we basically do everything for free. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we put out a lot of content and do a lot of work <laughs> and Cody does even more. Um, yeah, we uh, we definitely do, and so we glad that we're glad that y'all join in with us. And twenty four million dollar, oh sorry, thirty four million dollar compound Cody sent me in California yesterday. I'm not saying that it would be like perfect for us to work out of, but check that link. <laughs> <laughs> Help us get the thirty four million dollar house. You can come visit. You can yeah, come visit. <laughs> There's plenty of rooms. Um, yeah. So this morning, uh, Ella woke me up super early. It was like uh, 4.30 in the morning. And she oh. like just starts meowing and meowing and scratching at my head and like trying to wake me up. Uh, she Sometimes she's really cute. Like Justin will be like showering, getting ready for the morning and stuff. And I'll still be in bed. And she wants food, but she gets fed in the bathroom. That's where her food bowl is and the litter box and everything. And so she has to wait. You know, I can't get I can get her food, but where is it going to go? That's not where she eats. But it's so cute. She'll come over and I'll like kind of look at her and I'm half asleep or sometimes I'm still like just laying there but with my eyes closed and she doesn't know I'm awake. She'll gently, most gentle as possible with her paw, just like 
tug at my nose to like, hello, hello. It is the cutest thing. But uh, this morning, she the thing is, she knows that I will get up at a certain point. And that is when she decides because she can jump on our counter and then she jumps onto the shower wall, the glass shower wall, you know, because above it, there's like about, uh, I would say about a foot and a half. That's just airspace. And she gets up there and she walks on the little metal railing and she knows I do not like her getting up there. And so as soon as she jumps up there after she's been whining a bit, she'll do that. And she knows I'll get up. I'm like, uh, girl. But yeah, she woke me up early this morning and I was like not having it. But she's on her routine, which is fine. Um, We're slowly getting ours worked back to like a normal. The cats are back on a normal day feeding routine. We are not, but we are getting there. <laughs> That's <laughs> we are, good. We're getting there. <laughs> That's the important thing. Um, yeah how how is uh, the baby's weight loss journey? Um, it, we it's almost time. This Sunday we're weighing Luna. We've moved back to once a month now, so I don't know. And of course, the way we're doing it is basically weighing ourselves with holding her. And yeah, that's what I do. So it's not an exact, you know, it fluctuates a little bit, but um, I think she's getting. She looks thinner to me because when she's walking, I now see all the outlines of her hips, her shoulders. When I look at her, like looking straight down when she's walking, I see like the silhouette, the 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 silhouette of my cat again. I'm very excited because I was, you know, I mean, of course, a little chunky little girl is adorable, but you know, we want her to be healthy and have her mm-hmm. in good health and with us as long as possible. So you know, uh, we should have done another thing. We should have had we should have had a a kitty's biggest loser since Ella also is on her, her weight loss journey. <laughs> I don't know if that's a really good idea. It might come across really insensitive in all the wrong ways. Um, not that there's really a right way to be insensitive, but I mean, I I mean there are some be. people I can think that need bullying. I mean, <laughs> not about their weight, just because they're awful people. But clarification: um, James Spears, mm. he needs bullied. It's time to bully him. He's very, his statement, they released a statement um, saying they're very concerned about his daughter's accusations. <laughs> oh, God, of course. Um, oh, one thing I was going to bring up and wondered, uh, I noticed you changed your Twitter name. I changed it a couple weeks ago, babe. No, I did notice, but I just haven't, I didn't ask about it. Or I oh, hadn't asked about it yet. I we talked about it. Um, yeah, I got a couple of messages like, what does the NS mean? I was like, nursing student. <laughs> mm, okay okay makes sense now <laughs> i got some creative uh ideas and i was like no that's not what that means um <laughs> i can imagine twitter tried auto suggesting a few things to me i was like no no so i'm gonna twit the auto suggestion is horrible it, it's terrible it's like the days of aim when aim would suggest like a uh screen name for you it would be like put in some things about you and you put a few things in and it would come up with like this like long 20 character name with all these numbers and like how are you gonna ever you're gonna get bullied just for that and you should you know i think it (laughs) it's so interesting sometimes you you don't see it as much anymore because a lot of times people try to use their names or different things like that but back in the day when the internet was first beginning i know it's ancient times here but um 
everyone would like, I never did that, but a lot of people would come up with like these weird, like email names, like kitty teddy bear girl or something like that. And then, but, but here's the deal. Some people still use those same email addresses and it's so awkward. Like when I get a new email, (laughs) when I was an adjuster, we would have to confirm, you know, contact information sometimes. And sometimes the emails, I mean, some of them were just a little more juvenile, but whatever. I don't care about that. Live your best life. But at the same time, some of them were absolutely XXX rated. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm not like, because I'm not going to be able to keep a straight face. Well, and they they use they use these for professional use sometimes, like they're trying to get a job and that's the email they use. (laughs) If you're listening uh, and you had like a weird email address, let us know what it was. Uh, Mine was just like pretty basic. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> so it wasn't anything crazy. There's this guy on for you. <laughs> there's this guy on TikTok and he does like uh I guess they would be like prank videos, but it's not really pranking someone directly. But he'll like go into a store and then you know they, they always ask you for your email address now. But he like records it, but he'll like make up some fake email like looking for a daddy to have fun with me tonight at gmail.com <laughs> but no. when, when they're saying it you know at first they're like huh and there's there's some funny ones on there uh because the people are just that are typing this, it in are like what one of my friends in high school his screen name was really not funny um <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it on here because I just like you could actually probably look it up and find him and I don't want that. So I'll tell you after. But it was so inappropriate. I mean, and then, he, um, then at one point he changed it because he's like, yeah, people like my friend's parents see it on their screen and think something like terrible. And really, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, it's such and such. So then he changed it. I'm like, that is not better. It was, but not. So I can't wait till after the live to tell you about it because you're like, wow. wow. I can't to wait to hear that boy again, you know, <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of younger people, uh, even now I think have issues, but you know, as time progresses, the ability to get usernames for different things is harder and harder. And you do have to come up with more creative ways or creative things for your usernames or different things, because the basic things are taken like my name. You couldn't get it. I always wanted just at Cody, but it was already taken, but <laughs> I try to every every time there's a new uh, something come out, uh, I'll go in, even if I'm not going to use it and uh, just sign up to get my username. Just um, just in case. I think that at some point there's going to be a giant purge of like all these accounts that haven't been used for X number of years. And that will free up a lot. <laughs> um, but <laughs> hi, Jonathan. Nice Hello, Johnny. Um, did you have an interesting email uh, that you? Because we've been talking about. I don't know how, if you just got here. We've been talking about uh, weird emails that people may have had. I don't even know how we got on the topic, but like you know, little kitty teddy bear at gmail dot com. I don't know. <laughs> I just wonder. I feel like Jonathan may have had like some really fun or creative email or. Uh, username back in the day well and it's uh, funny be because fun. you don't really think about the liquid something you made at 18 to 22 because it does stay with you for a long time 
um, uh, you don't think about it because you just happen to be getting older. You don't get a notification from your email or some username site that says, hey, um, my little pony 2322, um, I think you might want to change this. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> oh, my little pony. Oh. You know, something, or, you know, you have something, it's like, you know, slither in my chamber of secrets 22 and it's like um hey you're not you're you're 35 now did you want to change that you know you don't get those notifications so you kind of don't think about it <laughs> until someone points it out or maybe you have some kind of epiphany and then it's like i should change this <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah i um I guess I never I, I always, I guess, was thinking professionally and then I never just I also didn't really have a computer until like late in high school, almost college. Um, I was in so, college I had um, you know, it was hard it, I, for me. I was already kind of like looking forward, whereas, you know, some people now that, you know, they get like email addresses when they're like seven or eight uh okay jonathan says i think the weirdest and gayest one i ever had was x angel x incarnate at aol.com it was a playoff devils incarnate because you know i'm such a sweetheart uh chris uh i've been pretty lucky with my emails and account names being about the same my little brother keeps trying to take my idea my alt account however um yeah not appropriate lol wait there's an alt account I was gonna say, what is this like, alt I account? Know about that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> if you have alt Chris accounts, follow me, Chris people. Just opened a uh, <laughs> opened a can of worms there. <laughs> alt accounts is when you can have fun with names. I've seen several people uh, have I've fun with the really names there. Alt account names, <laughs> and I think that's one of the things a lot of people now. You know, they uh, for me, you know, just. You have your professional side, maybe if you have business things that you use and you want publicly, and then everyone, a lot of people have then uh, alts uh, that are not, you, it's hard to find them now to associate them with you, unless you do some hard searching. But I think people now are starting to segment themselves, especially on Twitter. I, that's the one that really, I guess, allows you to easily well, do that I and have a purpose activated my alt account for a while because it was just i needed to like shut it down but then so you have 30 days before to decide what you want to do with it after 30 days it just goes away and i was after i think it was like two or three weeks into it i was like do i really want to lose two and a half years of content and i didn't try to log into it or anything and i mean i did make sure it was completely removed and everything and um after a couple of days it was just like Okay, so I'm just gonna have to curate it greatly because I only post for myself. So, uh, Jonathan says, "Oh, I also had Marco Del Rossi boy. Can you tell I was a huge Degrassi fan? Oh my god, oh, I do love Degrassi. Um, uh, this is great. Yeah, uh, this those are some great things. I love those. <laughs> um, uh, my nickname growing up from my, I want to say it was my grandfather. I think apparently I reminded him of a friend of his growing up. And I think that friend's name was actually, his real name was like Buzz or something. So that was a nickname of mine from my grandfather. So when my grandparents got the computer, they didn't trust me. To, I was only like 12 or 13 or whatever. So they set it up for me and used a variation of my nicknames from them to me. And that 
you know, as a teenager, you would prefer your family nicknames not be your screen name. Um, <laughs> and they kept trying various things that weren't taken or too long. And ultimately, I was like, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that is. Uh, um, so we're going to now talk about some things uh, that me and Matt have been messaging each other uh, back and forth. Now, obviously, all of them we're not going to post up because. You don't need to see everything, but um, one of them that I, this. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I thought was really cute. Yeah, Matt doesn't know what I'm choosing uh, for I these, but totally I always <laughs> I always choose cute ones or like appropriate That's ones, good. appropriate <laughs> ones we should say. <laughs> so this one though uh, uh, is really cute. I asked Matt how he's doing, and he sent me this. I did crop the photo to protect David's identity. But uh, that that was the response. Is my contact <laughs> picture a shirtless picture of me? Oh my god! So <laughs> <laughs> I actually was going to bring this up. I actually was going to bring this up because I do crop the time and the time and all the stuff the top off. And um, uh, then I was like, I I looked at that and I was like, do I crop that out? But yes, I guess you do. I have a shirtless photo of you as your profile photo. I actually was going to mention that. So I love that you brought it up. Really funny. (laughs) Um, I'm not that fan. (laughs) (laughs) But your cat looks so comfy. And also, you can't see it because David was there. David's hair was amazing. And then we had a conversation about Matt cutting his hair. David has really good hair. I don't. So lately, all I've been doing is I tie it all up. And then I shave the sides down and clean up his neck and ears. And then I only trim little bits of the top, anything that might be like dead or frayed. <laughs> I noticed that picture last week. I was like, um, yeah, Cody's known me for like three and a half years and he follows my alt account. I mean, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I did notice the alt, uh, alt account uh, had gotten yeah, started back up. I saw your resp- I saw you. I saw you interact with it. I was like, oh, that's his way of telling me. The same like a gay handshake. And Jonathan says, wow, Cody. Yeah. So like, uh, like probably that picture has been there since like we first started talking. I don't go in and really change people's photos. And like Apple sometimes now asks, you know, do you want to use the name or photo uh, of the the actual contact? Um, that way, when they you change their contact, for me. it updates. Uh, do what? I don't know what your photo is. Oh, yes, that one. I feel like that's also mine, yeah. Uh, and Cody, do you ever check your text messages? No. <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do check my text messages. Hold on, I need to make myself a Mori Povich meme about something about a test confirming that was a lie. Uh <laughs> sometimes i just forget and then i realize and i'm like oh my god i didn't respond to this i and i thought i did and i am yeah i do that sometimes so what Um, else did you choose by the way for your secret messages because i was kind of wild this week uh, jonathan says jonathan says lol matt's contact photo on my phone is him as a cat uh, and then Chris is going to the point, uh, seeing 50 something tech messages on my phone would make me lose my mind. LOL. Uh, yeah, I do have a lot, but here's the deal. A lot of mine actually are just like, I get like text messages for like, there's, uh, like clubs out here and they like, 
give you what's happening that day or I get a text messages about the alarm or different things like that. And then I just don't go through and clear those. They just are there and I should probably do that. You don't want to see my email. My email, let's see, has... Uh, <laughs> I just I go through, So I go through my email and I Cody, see things. I so if anxiety. it's anxiety. Also, Cody, I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, if it's important, I read it. I just don't go through. I just don't delete things. So right now it says that I have 40. Well, you can't see it, but it says I have 41,000 unread emails. But it's just that I don't delete it. And most of, you know, most of them are just like Home Depot or what any all these things sending you emails. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Uh, OK, so another one Matt sent me uh, was. Oh, moving on. OK, yeah, sure. <laughs> was when you're gay but also latino uh and it's a little fabuloso poppers <laughs> oh i thought that was I so said funny that specifically for cody <laughs> fabuloso smells so good oh. <laughs> we got one y'all we got one <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh but yeah that i thought that was so so funny Someone was very creative with that one. Yeah, uh, I saw that one. Good laugh. Chris, Chris says, my, "Oh, go ahead." Go ahead. I'll let my you. contact photo for Chris is me standing next to my BMW when I first got it. They stuck a huge bow on it. It was like cringy Aww. as hell, and I had a big old cheesy grin on my face. So I think <laughs> it was Chris and I just got back in contact with each other at that point, and then I sent it to him. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> I lost my when I saw that on a timeline. Oh, it was funny. If you were uh, okay, so if that was my house, it would have been. Let's see. Oh, what was my mom? Oh, Pine. So my mom is a uh, has worked as a maid, a hotel maid, my entire life. So growing up smelling cleaning chemicals is just, you know. I was not worried about what was in a vaccine. Let's just put it that way. You know, <laughs> I, I, I used to uh, clean the church that I worked at. Uh, so it was like a job upon a job, uh, which was great. Here. Great money. Um, one of my favorite things to do actually was uh, it was all like concrete floors, but wax. My favorite thing would be to do would be to strip all of the wax off which is a very hard process of putting chemicals down and then scraping and it's just like oh it's a lot and then but the the reason i loved it so much is because the floor looked okay ish but then you scrape all that off and then you put a new layer of wax on that and polish it and it's like <laughs> wet looking and it's beautiful Oh, my goodness. I loved it so much. <laughs> Jonathan just sent me the picture that I... <laughs> of you as a cat? <laughs> oh. It was from Snapchat from forever ago. I'll send it to you, Cody, so you can post it. Okay, it's I'll really try. Uh, yeah, I'll try to post it up. My phone's been giving me difficulties uh, airdropping things to the computer. Um, um, so we'll go maybe we'll crop my own. I'm going to crop my own phone number out here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people start flooding you with messages uh earlier matt was talking about um that i had sent him a picture of the mansion and so that y'all could come visit and so basically i would told him i found a house the styling needs work but the bones are great the house is going for 34 million dollars uh and then we just talked about it needs to be updated. But Bill and Hillary Clinton did stay there twice. And apparently this is around the time that someone led a rumor that Bill was staying there with like 
some other woman and Hillary and them were on like the outs and all this stuff. But it's really a beautiful, beautiful house, but it's $34 million. Um, I, I did love it. It had like an industrial kitchen though. Like, I feel like I would love that because you don't have to worry about it's not it doesn't need to be presentable because it's an industrial kitchen. So you could like store in that kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved it. It was like so many bedrooms and then like so many bathrooms. Like I could have a room for everything. I want a room for everything, like a room for the theater room, my office, a game room, uh, all of those things. Would you have a Hallmark room where the Hallmark Channel movies are playing on a loop all the time just for that room? I could see that. I, I could have my Christmas room, a Christmas room. Some people Christmas. out that I don't you'd probably have a Christmas. You probably have a Christmas wing. Uh, like as you, you walk I, into, it's like walking to fucking Narnia, you know, my mom used to. Oh, uh, they, OK, uh, my mom used to they like closed in like this small little porch. that was on the side of the house and no one ever went over there to hang out on the porch because it was just an awkward spot. So they closed it in and it just became like a big like storage closet uh, for like paper goods and just different things like that. But they um, my mom at one point would store the trees, the Christmas tree in there, but she would just store it put together in there. Oh, that's this. That is what I want, because. It's just like a paint to like put it all back together, hang everything on it, because sometimes you get it perfect and then to then tear it down. It's just like annoying. Yeah. So I, if I ever had space, I would have a room where I could just take the tree as is and put it in that room. And then right. it would be like and my decoration you room. You just kind of touch it up. You know, you just kind of touch it up, fluff it up a little bit and make it all Christmas. Exactly. Ready. Maybe like, you know, some bug spray just in case. <laughs> Jonathan says very Tory spelling. Cody, I believe she had a Christmas room growing up. I yeah, I could believe that. I did love their house, too. And I, I would I would want a similar room to like how they did have like it was a wrapping paper room where they <laughs> that's where they would. I, I don't know if she would wrap this stuff. Um, but definitely uh, her, her people would uh, wrap things. Um, Matt, I have to like uh, go off camera for a second. I heard Salem do something. Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, God knows what Salem did. Probably something really destructive and probably expensive. But um, yeah, so I don't know when Cody does the secret messages thing. I kind of forget about it because he it was his idea. So we added it. So. Um, Sometimes when he does it, I'll I kind of panic a little because I try to like, what did I send to him this week? Because kind of anything's fair game. And Chris says, since I've moved to my house, I've been getting real Christmas trees every year. I do like real Christmas trees. We bought one regular, uh, a, a fake one three or four years ago that we have here. And we do love it only because of not having to make a huge mess. But yeah, yeah. What, what did Salem do? Uh, it was like a little mat that we use for the espresso machine where you like bang the shots down. He had just like knocked it on the floor. Uh, oh, so no, no big thing, but uh, you never know with him. Um, yeah, I do love, uh, fresh trees. I've never had one, uh, just because like, I don't know why I've never really had one. I, I did in my apartment though. I couldn't bring it here sadly, but in my apartment it had tall ceilings and I had, uh, I had a 12 foot Christmas tree. Uh, it was beautiful. I loved it so much. So basically the next house we lit moved to, it has to have a 12 foot ceiling so I can bring the Christmas tree um, with me. Um, and then Jonathan says, 
I like that moon photo panel, Matt. Oh, that's behind Thank Matt. You. Yeah, we bought that when we were putting some, we put minimal stuff on the walls. I actually do have paintings. Uh, D- Dave and I have done the wine and paint nights. And of course, we always, we each paint with our own. You can look, we paint the same pictures, but they're not the same picture because <laughs> we each have our own interpretation. Um, but those are my favorite uh, kind of landscapes for bedrooms and very tranquil to me. And David also agreed. And so um, it used to be centered over the bed. It is not now. And I try not to look at that part because it would drive me nuts. But it would drive me nuts. My room, and where the plugs are set in the room, we had to move the bed like a foot the other direction. It's like, but my favorite painting is actually, I will go get it because it's our live and we can Yes. Um, well, uh, Matt is away. Um, one of the other uh, messages that he sent me was this one. And it was a text message with a uh, TikTok about this uh, guy. And he had posted, uh, how long have you known you were gay? Um, I'll go first. And uh, so I'm going to play that for you because it's really funny. <laughs> I'll play it so that we uh, were there as well. But here we go. How long have you known you were gay? I'll go first. They want to see me swallow my mouth full. Daddy, want to see me swallow my mouth full? Yeah. What do you I'll put my next to him first. He's going to swallow a mouthful. He's going to do his best to impress his daddy. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was like so great. Uh, First of all, just I think, you know, uh, probably in the moment they were his parents were just cracking up like, oh, my God, what is he? He doesn't know what he's saying. Um, but I love that th- they have that video now all this time later because it's funny, something funny to look it's back on funnier. and be like, uh, I wish that uh, I had more video of me when I was younger. Uh, but obviously, uh, camcorders were pretty expensive back then. No one had phones. And that was the thing. Here's Matt's painting that he uh, uh, loves. And you painted this. I did paint this. I did it myself. It looks beautiful. Well, from wine and paint night. But this was my interpretation of what we were doing. It hangs in our hallway. David's version of it is right above it. So um, wherever we hang one of the paintings, we'll usually hang the other really close by. So when people look at them, when people look at them, they can, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's like the the best way of showing like, that yes, Dave and I have some similarities, but how different we are as people. Um, and we encourage each other's creative direction too. Like we don't make fun of each other while we're painting. Like we're just like, oh, neat. So yeah, Johnny, I really did that. Anybody that would actually like have known me growing up would die laughing, imagining me painting something. But Okay, everybody. Um, new segment coming. Can new segment coming. Matt's going to be the new Bob Ross. Oh, we're going to. Just put a little happy little tree over there. <laughs> I, uh, if you have Peacock, it's I, free. You don't have to pay for Peacock if you want some things. Obviously, there's certain things that you have to pay for. But um, there's a whole Bob Ross channel because they've, they've uh, aside from the streaming things where you can on demand, it, they have it like a cable guide on one spot. And you can go through and it's like channels that are just playing infinite loops. And they have a Bob Ross channel. It's so peaceful and just relaxing just to watch him and then it's like i it blows my mind still how do you get that photo and it's just like oh you do this 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 and it's like oh i see how i could never do it 
but um, yeah, maybe we should do sometime. We could. That would be a really fun challenge where we do like we. Uh, there is a mutual on Twitter that does Zoom versions of this, and so they tell you what to get, they tell you what to do. Maybe we can do it and um, ask them if they can work with us and show us if we can record it, and then we'll do like a sped up version so you can kind of just see. Cody can just edit it together where you see like a two minute version of us creating something. Um, and I will I make am, fun of Matt. I will say I am slower at doing stuff like this. Um, I kind of, I don't necessarily zone out, but I just am very much in my own world when I'm doing stuff. Um, well, I think that's a good thing about it is it's kind of like a just relaxing. Yeah. It is State. relaxing. Um, the very first one we did, we didn't know that some of them are like two hours, some of them are three hours. The very mm. first one we picked was an owl that was very vibrant, and it's they're both in our house. It was a three-hour painting, and that was our first one. So we we had no idea. We just were like, oh, David picked a picture. I was like, we should go do this. So we were both like this, walking in, because we have no idea what to expect, and neither of us can draw for shit. Um, you know, obviously this was instructed, like they show you and tell you how to do it, but you do it yourself. Nobody comes by and paints it for you. Um, and so uh, that was exciting. And then like about an hour and a half, two hours in, I was like, <laughs> there, there's a place uh, near the house that I want to do. And they do like ceramics. Uh, it's really reasonably priced um, to do. You know, I think they give you like two balls of clay. Um, that you can work with one for like a test and then one that they actually like uh, fire up for you in a kiln. And um, oh, Salem has joined us. Um, and so it's it's something I really want to do. I like at Easter they did that you could uh, go and do like ceramic Easter eggs. Um, and so that's something fun that I would just want to like go do because it would be like, I think really cute. Um, and then uh, Jonathan, in response to uh, <laughs> Daddy, make me proud. <laughs> <laughs> for daddy y'all are going to jail <laughs> oh, that was so funny it was on the timeline and i sent it to cody because it was just too fucking funny to not say anything and uh he says a happy little orange kitty over here a dish of food over there maybe a mouse peeking out that is so cute that is such a cute idea um and we got a welcome home gift so keith and kitty his cat kitty are moving in this weekend i think um, so we got a welcome home kitty tower, like an extra kitty cat tower that we put together last night and put it on the first floor because we already have one on the second floor so that they have an extra thing to climb that isn't all the furniture. Um, that is so, climb so on cute. Top of it. I said we sent uh, Keith a picture and video of it. Um, Luna climbed right to the top and scared me a little because she's still a little... Uh, uh, <laughs> over her recommended weights to be climbing high on things. Um, so I was a little nervous when she leaped up and I saw it kind of you know, <laughs> leaning tower on us. And But it's okay. Gravity worked in her favor and my blood pressure did return to normal. So That's good. That's good. Um, so, something that's going to get your blood pressure up though, Matt, you talked about it earlier as Britney Spears' father. Yes. Um, but... Britney Spears, freedom is at hand, hopefully in this turn of events. Um, a judge ruled earlier this week uh, that Spears can appoint her own lawyer. Uh, imagine that. Like, 13 years she has not been able years. to appoint her. And her, conserva- her estate has been paying Jamie Spears' lawyer 
to hold her in this conservatorship. She has been paying essentially for her own prison. That's insanity. But sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Cody. Oh, no. I mean, uh, I think it's inc- it's crazy that it's taken this long, but I-, I love that it's finally happening and at least some movement happening. She also, Britney Spears, said that she wants to press charges against her father uh, for conservator abuse. Uh, now, following uh, the ruling, the singer posted on Instagram a video of herself doing um, a cartwheel, uh, riding uh, a horse, and just thanking her fans. Um, for everything um and this was this was what she had posted on uh instagram and so she says coming along folks coming along new with real representation today i feel gratitude and blessed Thank you to my fans who are supporting me. You have no idea what it means to be supported by such awesome fans. God bless you all. This is me celebrating my horseback riding and doing cartwheels today. Hashtag free Britney. And that's the first time that she's actually used uh, the hashtag free Britney in all of this time since it was first uh, started. Which, that's a big thing. Right. So it turns out, I mean, I think it's, it's, I really hope that this case spends, creates, leads to the creation of new laws to properly take care of people who are in conservatorships or need that genuinely need the help and others that do not. Because it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, they need to make sure this person isn't susceptible to fraud because maybe they're not there. Okay. Well, what's being done? What's being done to get them out of a conservatorship? They were saying crap like dementia and she can't understand things. I'm like, but she can put on a Vegas show night after night after night and film music videos and sit long hours in makeup and hair chairs and understand what's going on around her and choreograph dances. She can do all of that with dementia. Like, really? That's interesting. Wow. Somebody should be studying her because that would be a major medical breakthrough. Right. I mean, I think if you look at this and you think if you if you look at what she's been doing in the recent month or so right here and speaking out and the way she's been posting things more recently, uh, you know, I I question whether she was ever needing to be under this conservatorship. Um, And then, you know, again, we'll see what happens, hopefully in the lead up to her breakdown. I mean, many people have had a breakdown over the years and have even spent time inpatient. And, you know, having short term help is one thing to get a struggling person who is in the eye of the entire world, making sure that they're being cared for properly. But the idea that so many great legal, strong legal minds, and her own family were using her, I mean, she's being literally held prisoner right in front of everybody. Yeah. That's exactly what's happened. She wasn't allowed to be close to anybody. You know, she wasn't allowed any, any, all her staff were fired. Her, her household staff that she had for herself, that she loved and adored, they were all fired. They would, anybody brought in, if they became too close to Britney, they were tossed. I'm like, so yes, lots of people have had breakdowns. Lots of people have even had short-term help. And then, you know... Well, Johnny says, even in 2008, the fact that she was able to fully participate in an MTV documentary about what went down in 07, Britney for the record, 
That should have been a major sign right there. There was another documentary from 2013 or 15. I think it was 15, actually, the, during the work bitch era. And she is fully coherent to this document. And you know, this was not done in one take. So it was when they were putting together her residency and what the Vegas show was going to look like. So I watched that. My The guy I was dating at the time was a huge Britney fan. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I, I didn't even... I was like, man, it's that's amazing to see Brittany like living her life. And um, I remember her dad being a presence off to the side and, you know, just being encouraging. But for the most part, it just seemed very like, oh, so is there still a conservatorship? Like, it didn't really enter my mind that she was being controlled because you have this vibrant young woman um, helping pick her dancers, choose what's going to happen, talk about costumes. You know, there was even a one where the costume designer really wanted something. And Brittany was, she was not mumbling when she was like, I don't like this. I don't like that. This is what's going to happen. You know, this is somebody, you know, who is, she's there. And, um, and if you, you don't even have to know anything about performance at all to know what it would take. Everybody has been anxious to walk on a stage and talk to people. So imagine trying to do that with dementia and hit your steps, marks, and music and everything. I mean, you as a producer know that everybody, when you have everything scripted to a second, every single person has to hit every single mark, be exactly where that little tape is and know what they're doing. And these are people you who worked with every day for 10 years and you were still right there with them. Well, in the world of the, what yeah, she's doing, you know, mind. if you're not on your mark, it's like a, it, you could actually get hurt. There's like dangers, dangers right. involved in that. So to, if, if she did have that to put her in the, that place would be responsible of those people. Um, but uh, Jonathan says, I am Brittany Jean was the e-documentary uh, that you were probably speaking of. But, yes, um, it was. you know, looking at it, I think, you know, again, like her breakdown of what we saw, was it actually a really breakdown or just she just wanted to like, you know, kind of like there was a lot of pressure on her. We've seen other celebrities have uh, basically kind of similar to what happened or what she did. And there was nothing to happen with them. There was nothing wrong with them. And they're completely fine now. Um, so right. hopefully they'll and look into that. We're talking and about see. somebody who her small children were being taken away from her constantly. And of all people, Kevin Federline, like and constantly just trying to get more money from her. And her family trying to get more money from her. And I'm like, and it's I know that really about that money. He paid, paid all their bills too. It's yeah. Disgusting. It's all about money. Um, an another thing that's also disgusting, Matt, uh, this just, we, we aren't even going to talk about this, but it happened just like a few hours ago uh, that a judge has ordered the U S to close DACA programs to new applicants, calling it illegal. Uh, of course, it was the federal judge in Texas who did this. He ordered the government to close it to new applicants. Now, he says that the Obama administration did not have the legal authority to grant deportation relief and work permits to undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children. He did not order the government to strip the work permits and deportation protection from the more than 600,000 immigrants who currently have DACA. I... I, I there's not much to say other than it's just ridiculous. And again, this is yeah. This How is, is there not a clear path to citizenship? You know, for anybody listening, if you don't know, um, one of the things I heard big time during the Trump administration was, well, why don't they just become citizens? For DACA recipients, there is not an actual path to citizenship for them. There is no amount of money they can pay. There is no person they can talk to. 
this is not something somebody's gonna you know sleep their way sleep with the right person and get the documentation they need it cannot happen so that is what the point of the program is and in the in the most simplest of terms um so what the big argument has been for years and what was being pushed through the trump administration and what the administration used as a weapon to try to bully congress and um people in leadership was that give me this give give me this and i'll pass a clean you know daca bill you know allowing a path to citizenship the fact that there isn't one is just crazy if you want to be here and pay your taxes and be a participating part of the world our country why can't you be and why does it take 25 years and tons of paperwork and you know and the, the amount of people who are like well i was able to do it there was a mutual i actually have blocked him um i will not list him here but uh he is not from here he is from uh another continent I don't want to say because it'll just immediately tell everybody who it is. Yeah. But his argument with me was, well, I did it. I'm like, DACA recipients cannot. And he's like, well, Americans just don't understand. And I was like, I'm not trying to say I know better because I live here. This is Googleable. <laughs> you can literally search this. There is no path. There's nothing they can do. They are totally at the mercy of our government. And the threat of being sent back to a country they've never been to may have nobody to go to or will be killed when they get there. Like it's just fucking beyond me. And even if they had a path that doesn't, even people that have a path, sometimes it's treacherous and nearly impossible and expensive. And just like, well, I was able to do it. Great. So because you were able to get through it a lot less painfully than most others, because of your connections and your financial support, not everybody has that. So, you know, go f yourself, you know, and like, you know, when we speak of this, it's the same thing with like gun control situations. Uh, the majority of Americans want uh, DACA uh, recipients to have citizenship, essentially or a pathway to citizenship. Even Republicans, a majority of Republicans want that. It's, again, up to uh, the people in D.C. who don't want to do anything. Uh, also, this is important to highlight that this has happened uh, with the uh, uh, Obamacare, the Affordable Health Care Act, was also because of a federal judge in Texas. This was what Trump did a really good job at, is putting federal judges and young federal judges in places around the country, and you can't take them out. And, you know, yeah, that is the importance to be recalled. And you know, none of them are going to do anything so egregious that anybody's going to recall them. Yeah. So, so it's, that's the importance are. of any election, you know, is there's yeah, consequences the that are long lasting. This guy, it's there is a bigger there. There's always more to it. But and, and Keith, uh, Keith says Republicans know they're losing people trying to appeal, appeal to their less educated base. My favorite was like asking my stepdad, who was all very Trump. I was like, hey, tell me exactly what Trump has done for you. Can you name one policy that he's put in place that you feel has somehow helped you and show me how? And nobody has ever been able to answer that damn question. And the same for it was the same for uh, other people that. Um, and it is not just white gays, by the way, who just happen to support Trump that surprise us. Like, <laughs> there are a lot of groups that have very deeply conservative roots that in order to, they're going to follow their religion and right wing tends to support the most deepest conservative. So they're willing to put aside everything else to follow their religion. 
you know, the same one that if the it was God's plan that Biden got six or seven million more votes and clearly God's will was subverted by some election machines that was still God's plan, but not really. So we needed 55 lawsuits that got nowhere. I'm sorry. I'm just confused. Sorry. I guess. Well, we Matt, be- you do know that he's going to be president in August here. That's what I've heard. Uh, Trump is going to become president somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my pillow guy, uh, Matt sent me also a story talking about um, uh, students rallying for their cheerleading coach. Cause he was fired because he was gay. Uh, now yeah, coach happens. Mike, uh, helped his team get to nationals. They got recognition, uh, and then he was suddenly fired. Uh, his cheerleaders are now standing up for him and their families, their parents. Uh, he's suing the school district for wrongful termination, alleging that a religious member of the school board called around asking people about his sexual orientation, and then, I guess, lobbying people to uh, I guess fire him, and then they ultimately they did. Now, uh, they, the students did speak at a school board meeting recently, uh, but none of the trustees on the school board could speak because it wasn't on the agenda. Uh, it was open uh, session for people to give statements. And so uh, no word on what's happening. Obviously, they're not going to speak anything to it because of the lawsuit uh, that is happening. So well, it'll be interesting to see um, where that one goes. But I, I love that the cheerleaders and their family are all standing up for him. And, and it's ridiculous that like one person can uh cause this to happen and like right to, to what end why it's just so ridiculous but we know why but you know i mean there's a major risk when i go back to school you know as a nurse that at some point everything i do over here is going to come out either a pissy pay i mean i'm going to be a nurse in texas for a bit before i'm able to leave the state there is a very large chance that i have prepared that you know a conservative hospital. I'm going to find out I have very conservative bosses and I'm going to lose my job over my opinions here. And the fact that, you know, I, you know, exist. And my response to that is usually if you're surprised that I have a dick, then wow. And then two, if you went looking for it and found it and called the hospital, then you went looking for my dick and you found it. Congratulations. (laughs) You know, I'm just, I will not be, bullied in an HR room, but this still happens around the country because so many states, we are not protected. They just file it right under right to work and can toss us. Uh, Keith says, can we get back to separation of church and state? Wasn't that a founding premise of our country? I must be mistaken. Um, I think oh, when you-, you heard all these people, all they talk of fucking about are the fucking founding fathers and what we were founded on. And I'm like, maybe Maybe we just acknowledge what we were founded on and then kind of move back to 2021 because we go back to what we were founded on. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, we're pretty fucking close because we took out 95 percent of Native Americans with microbes. Only five percent of the people that died were due to actual battle. It was not some great war that the white people came through and had an organized had organized battalions that overran the Native Americans. No, our gross asses brought microbes over from Europe and killed everybody. Um, and introduced you know tons of disease and it killed them and it wasn't some bravery 
I think ultimately when you look at this, it's not these groups. It's not even religion. That's the excuse they're giving. Uh, It ultimately is about staying in power, keeping power. And they'll they'll say and do anything. It just happens that uh, they can give the excuse uh, for religious issues. And then also, Jonathan, when we're talking about uh, DACA says a Latinx man with an open gay daughter supported Trump. Uh, Yeah, you sell that a lot. And then you also saw, as we saw in this past election with Florida and then South Texas, a lot of Hispanic communities voted for Trump as well. And at face value, you wouldn't think that, that would be the case. But uh, within the Hispanic community, Very. there are different factions. Uh, like Southern California and California, Hispanics tended to support Biden. So uh, that's important for the Democratic uh, uh, caucus and people to look at and to reach out to these people. Uh, in South Florida, a lot of it was to do with like Cuba and communism. And they, they, that, that, that talking point worked. Um, so we'll see, but to, on to some more happier news, Matt, I guess kind of, <laughs> but it's Olympic time and this first part isn't, we'll get this out of the way, but could, there could be a nightmare scenario, uh, if a star on the Olympics tests positive, And then that means the whole team could just be out. So like you could have like a gymnast test positive and by contact tracing, if they were next to that person, that whole team just could be out and they, you know, they may never uh, test positive and these are just what? testing positive because maybe no symptoms a lot of them are not vaccinated wow what do you yeah know? we saw the swimmer uh yeah and not just the swimmer there's others too um so the biggest problem says is there are not many ways for a country to stop that from happening leaving a threat that looms over everyone including the u.s women's gymnastics team tokyo's tight schedule of 339 olympic events over 19 days leaves no room for postponement so most of the 1500 member team usaa delegation will travel to Japan uh, via commercial flights rather than charters, according to a USOPC spokesman, giving them even less control over their fellow activity passengers' activity. Well, you would think if you were flying that many people, they're going to take up most of the flights. You know, like, you would think you want to kind of plan that, because... <laughs> you know, I, that's the one of the things that is different than a lot of countries. Uh, in many countries, the government... Uh, puts money towards uh, the Olympic uh, committees in their countries and to their athletes. In in the United States, we don't do that. So all the money comes from the United States Olympic Committee. And, you know, it's money that they themselves make. The government doesn't give them money. Uh, And so... Yeah, this is, I guess, the result of that. I, I would, I would hope or would want them to like charter planes or somehow like work it out, like you're saying that everyone could go. But you know, you had some. Uh, the swim team, I think, was in Hawaii, and so you have different groups all over. And it's just like, uh, I, I feel like this could be a mess. And like, especially the con- contact tracing, if you're just near someone and your contact traced to potentially be uh, sick with it or exposed to it. And then you just like get pulled from competition and it could take out whole teams, you know, like the soccer team or any team you're on close contact with each other. And it's like, I don't know. uh, I think it is up to the authorities on the ground on how far that connection and the contract tracing will pull someone. It almost feels like the Olympians should all be quarantined, you know, hang out in Olympic in the village, do their sport. And then everybody has to stay two weeks after, you know, all handlers, if you're going to, like, they have designated handlers and they stay. And that's it. That's it. Like, there's no reason. There was, I know it's convenient, but shouldn't we be doing everything possible to try to prevent, you know, so if somebody does get very sick, we'll know, they'll know before they leave uh, Japan. 
you know, and they can be treated or at least start start treatment rather than risk yeah. making other people sick. There was a, uh, a gymnastics team uh, in Europe and one of the members tested positive. So they had to stay back. And I think they stayed back a week and uh, the men's team was able to go now because they weren't deemed to be a super, super close contact. They were just a close contact. So they were allowed to go. And I think the women's team is going to get to go pretty soon. Uh, I don't know about that one member who tested positive. And the thing is, you can test positive for it even after having the vaccine because there are breakthrough cases. Um, and so, you know, that's one thing they from, they from dying. That's yeah, it's that's what, from getting super, super, super sick. Yeah, that's one of the things that they said that they might if you test positive in Japan, but you've had the vaccine, they may potentially let you continue competition. They may take that into account, but. There apparently is no word yet on exactly what will happen. Uh, I hope they're not just playing it by ear, but I feel like they're probably going to do that. Um, but yeah, um, another thing that's happening, the horses have arrived. Now, we talked about uh, uh, in our podcast earlier this week that there was going to be a couple uh, that was going to be competing in dressage, the the horse competition. But this was the first of uh, the uh, horses there's 36 olympic horses that did land in japan uh it's the first time that horses have actually flown through this one particular uh waterfront airport that serves the greater tokyo area um so you know that's that's another thing you just don't think about but you got to bring the horses in for uh that particular competition um i do love that competition it's just like so majestic watching those horses um <laughs> but uh, they've arrived. So that's exciting. We're getting closer. It's like a week and a half, I think next, next Friday, I think maybe it's the Olympics. So, um, it's like an Olympic streaming channel. So we're going to have to do something a little different for next week. We might turn it into just join us talking about the Olympics. If that's your thing, or if you just want to hear Cody and I'd be completely ridiculous about everything we're watching. <laughs> you never know. I don't really know how it goes. We do make plans. And we kind of stick to them. I, Cody sticks to them. I just kind of roll with it. <laughs> I do. I do what I'm told. I just if I have an extra thought, I usually will just say it. And that's here we are. <laughs> um, um, this Matt, they unveiled the new um, parade uniforms for the Olympics and the yes. USA team. No, this is really neat. Cody actually found this. So um, are you talking about the ones with like, the cooling technology in them? Yes. Like what? Yeah, this is so. OK, this is actually pretty interesting. I wasn't sure when I started re reading this. So Ralph Lauren introduces a state of the art cooling technology for Team USA. And this is at the Olympics and the Paralympic Games for the, you know, technically it's Tokyo 2020. So it's a wearable technology. It's built into the uniforms and it regulates their body temperature. It disperses heat from the wearer's skin through a sophisticated device that monitors and optimizes temperature and uses the same technology to cool the world's most advanced computer system. So the effect of that, it's a cooling sensation that's immediate and long-lasting, even in severe heat. So Team USAA's 2020 opening ceremony parade uniform is a classic all-American look, and I, I hate that phrasing, like whatever <laughs> article like that, um, includes a Navy, because it just brings to mind... Um, uh, Nazi haircuts and ugly, ugly fitting sweaters. But um, mm. it's a, a navy blazer made from U.S. grown wool. They really had to throw that in there, huh? A striped T-shirt, a printed scarf, shoes, a mask, striped belt, and a slim denim pants with a back patch. So the entire Ralph Lauren 2020 Team USA collection 
is available for purchase in their retail stores and U.S. department stores at, well, you can get it on their website, the Ralph Lauren website or teamusashop.com. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not an endorsement of it, by the way. We're just making sure we don't get in trouble for like not explaining. If you wanted to uh, purchase that uniform. I don't know if it has the cooling technology, though, the ones that you can buy in the store. Um, we're going to open um, um, the live next week for the Olympics, and we'll see you like sitting here in like a, a leotard. I, 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 I Who knows, right? Um, I actually cut some stuff out because in the press release, Matt, you, you were talking about how it said like, the uh, the American uh, what was it the all American look with U S grown wool so I'm not kidding you when for every item so the blazer U S grown wool the striped T shirt something something American the printed scarf in America the shoes blah 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 and then it just it, everything they could say on it about American all American made in America every item let's see how it holds up in a different way washes. you know we'll see five uh, washes and we'll see. Chris says, sign me up. Uh, anything I can do to keep me cool here in Florida, I'll take it. I know that's immediately what I thought. Like, I was like, well, I just need this. I need like this cooling technology in my, like a, a something. Uh, they actually came up with this because for the uh, Winter Olympics that happened, um, the most recent one, they had created a technology. I, I don't know how much of a technology it is, but uh, it was a heated uh, blazer, basically, and kept them warm because it was really cold. But in doing that and in uh, investigating what they needed, that's when they came up with this cooling technology that they used for this I think outfit. It's great. Yeah. Can I get so, one for like docks and like speedos, so that you know you're not getting like hardcore, uh, you know oven while you're walking around because <laughs> that friction is real and even when you're wearing basically nothing it's like man there is some heat coming off of here and roast some onion rings man matt i'll get you i'll get you one i'll, I'll oh. somehow get you a cooling jock um there is you some- don't when you get into your hot tub but i am wearing my swimwear when i get to your house because i haven't gotten to wear it anywhere and i am going to wear it somehow <laughs> I was going to say, no swimsuits allowed. What? Swamp pass sucks. Absolutely. Um, my professional opinion um, is that swamp pass, I will take, but I will still take swamp pass over frostbite any day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, no thanks. No thanks to frostbite. That shit sucks. I mean, extreme heat is painful too, but extreme cold is somehow worse because everything hurts when you're cold. When you're hot, you feel gross when you're super cold. You also feel gross, but you also have the added benefit of the extreme aches. Whereas by the time the ache set in from extreme thirst, you're probably dehydrated, hallucinating, and you don't know it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I like to think um, thankfully, I don't have to really deal with either thing. Maybe a little heat occasionally, but it's very temperate here. I love it. <laughs> Cody's um, like, why do you talk like this, Matt? Why do I have to log in and listen to this four days a week? <laughs> i know we talk a lot so much um there were some stories matt that did have the internet buzzing though this week and one of those in particular was president olivia rodrigo now of course i know she's not president at all but um i thought it was great that she visited the white house she was there this uh week and she was wanting young people to get vaccinated and i love this photo of her and joe biden <laughs> He is like that grandfather that always wants to be uh, making their grandkids happy and doing anything and everything and is not ashamed or embarrassed about anything. 
Ah, oh, I loved it. And look at that outfit that Olivia Rodrigo is wearing. I love that. I love her. She's like amazing. <laughs> Um, and while at the White House, she also did this thing with uh, Anthony Fauci, Matt. And I'm going to play that here. Uh, oh, where they were reading tweets? Yeah, this was uh, two, two parts of that and two tweets, I guess, that they had read. I'm just so excited to go to a concert, aren't you? I agree. <laughs> I want to go to a concert for sure. For sure. If I tell you the greatest concert that I've ever been to, you're going to faint. <laughs> the reason is I'm so old, it goes back to the late 1950s at the Paramount Theater in New York City, which was a Motown concert with the Temptations, the Four Tops. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm, really, I'm a really old guy. That's incredible. <laughs> yep. I've also been to a Happy Man Crush Monday to this hero. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for all your hard work. We appreciate your intelligence, honest, bravery, compassion. We love you. Well, that's very nice Aww. to say that. Do you know what Man Crush Monday means? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Man Crush Monday is just like on Mondays, people will like post a picture of their boyfriends and they'll be like, oh, Man Crush Monday, this is why I love you. So it's a big all compliment. All right. Well, whatever it takes. If Man Crush Monday <laughs> makes you get vaccinated, go for it. <laughs> Oh, That's goodness. I really love charming. Anthony Fauci. He is so That's great. Um, so uh, hopefully that will get younger people to get vaccinated. Basically, anybody who's not vaccinated to get, needs to get vaccinated. And so I think this will help younger people be like, well, Olivia uh, got vaccinated. I need to get vaccinated as well. Um, I actually, the other day, uh, in my influencing work, Matt, uh, have been contacted to do uh, some promotion uh, for the U.S. Ad Council, and that is uh, to tell people to get vaccinated. So I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm already telling people to get vaccinated anyway. If you want to pay me, do fine. they not want the cast? They only want Cody, but they don't want the Comicast? <laughs> Come on. It's like, Matt will tell people to get vaccinated. I will tell people to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> um uh jonathan says uh i'm out of her age range interest wise and i'll leave it at that <laughs> um so really funny thing so the other thing that's been happening is fleets are going away on twitter on august i think third yeah i was right so there's a really funny story behind this so it turns out only like seven or eight percent of users were using them and the idea behind it was to get people who don't interact often to be more um you know use twitter more it didn't work and uh but i have not ever used fleets until i think two days ago so i thought oh you know what with fleets going away let me fleet something so i posted a picture of myself only holding a towel up in front of my junk now before i fleeted that i said this next thing is nsfw don't look if you don't want to see too much of me i mean most of y'all either know I have an alt account or follow my alt account or knew this Twitter before it got to where it is now. And I put that warning there for one person only, uh, Clint. He's because he's straight. He's like, you know, he's my high school best friend. And um, I got a message yesterday. He goes, so I, he, I guess he didn't think of what it would actually be. He was thinking more like dirty joke mentality. And he's like, well, you're in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and this is, you know, I almost dropped, I almost did it without the towel. And then I thought, mm -hmm. you know what? No, I'm not going to because that's what the whole alt is for. 
I still, I mean, maybe <laughs> I'll just do like a butt picture. I don't really want to show poll on that fleet was right in my age range interest wise. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was funny. Um, so I had a good 10 minute laugh about that of my best friend being like, not traumatized, but just like, well, so he and his wife run a like kind of an ally YouTube page where they talk about gay, basically trying to educate their fellow straight people. And he goes, you know, so the Twitter account for that follows pretty much only LGBTQ things. He's like, I have seen more gay men, more naked men in the like than I ever. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, I have seen so much. <laughs> you know, um, and I you know, I saw that desensitized to it. <laughs> um <laughs> i love it it makes me it makes me think of i don't know why it just popped in my head so i don't know matt if you've yet to see tiger king um but um there's a part i guess because he's there's this guy that comes to work for him and then i don't know how the conversation starts but he was like the, the tiger king guy ask uh this younger man well do you watch porn and uh he was like yeah and then he was like, well, do you like when the guy has a big dick or a little dick? And the guy was like, a big one? And he's like, well, then you might be bi or gay. <laughs> well, they ended up later getting married. And, oh, that um, guy. Oh, I know yeah. all about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, yeah. Um, I don't that know. Is, <laughs> that is manipulative. But, oh but um, <laughs> Fleet, I didn't know that they were. Okay, so here's the deal. My regular Twitter. I didn't many, there would be like six or seven tweet fleets uh, a day. Uh, the alt Twitter uh, was like a, a ton of people. Like I just got tired of going through them. So I think that is the, that's fleets ultimately worked out to be what close friends on Instagram is. And it's basically just to post your nudes. Um, and so for people who posted nudes, fleets was great everyone was using fleets if you didn't post nudes you didn't use fleets uh that's basically my uh observation of twitter fleets. i didn't mind what people fleeted as far as like regular content what frustrated me people kind of fleeting their own tweets like re-promoting their own twitter i'm like just show us your damn cat you know well it's kind of what instagram you know a lot of people i i i guess i do it too but uh you'll post your photo on your feed but then you also put it in your story but you cover the photo and just say new post to make people go look at the new post but it's the way the algorithm i would literally unfollow people if if i when i find people that do that shit on my twitter accounts i unfollow them and mute them I won't <laughs> uh, do it that is why i'm neurotic about how we manage our social media because i know how i am and i know people are actually like that they just don't say it out loud I mean, I never made an announcement about that. I just quietly do that, you know, like Whoops. because it's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it definitely can be. But the way that unfortunately, the way the algorithms work these days is you kind of have to do that is because otherwise people aren't seeing it or hey, the wrong people are seeing it multiple times, I guess. Uh, and that's the fault of the uh, unfortunate algorithms. I still say the TikTok algorithm is the best, but. Instagram, basically, unfortunately, most people don't see your post. They'll see your stories. Uh, and then now Instagram is focusing on video now a lot. So if you're not doing video, your posts aren't going to get seen. I deleted my Instagram probably in 2018. Like, I just got so tired of it. 
So I just run Twitter and Snap. But I only have one Snap account. I know some people have a couple of Snapchats. That's too risky. <laughs> I'm way too afraid of posting the wrong thing on Snap. That is way too easy to do. Um, <laughs> No, I no. saw this one. Uh, it was a family. I, I, I have it saved somewhere. I'll just see if I can find it and play it next time. But uh, this family, I don't know why, but I, I do know several people have this. But a family has a group uh, Snapchat like messaging thread. So basically, you know, everyone's on one particular thing. And so everyone just responds back into that group. And anyway, this husband did it. but. It was a nude photo. He meant to uh, snap it to his wife. And I think they were like out of town or something. And that's why it was done. And um, oh he snapped God. his wife. No. But but it didn't go to her. He didn't pay attention. And um, he uh, accidentally like sent it to the family snap. <laughs> and so like the wife's brother and sister saw it first. And then she saw it too, and she was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and his brother responded, and then the the sister in law responded, and it was like great responses. Like I think the brother was just uh, the brother in law was just a magnifying glass, and then uh, <laughs> the sister said something else, and then people were wanting updates, and this lady was posting it on TikTok. Then, uh, how, how did the mom respond and the dad respond to seeing their son in law's? dick and <laughs> it was great i can't remember what their responses was but it was so funny and i i love that they just like this is what happened why be fully I mean, embarrassed I, I about it i posted my dick on snap years ago and david david was still my friend at the time and he took a screen i could see that he took a screenshot of it so i mean it it happens and you know um, i think that's I, people need I, I i do love that people these days are a little bit less worried about nudity but I love in this sense that the family was just like, well, everyone has a dick. Whatever. This is funny. Let's laugh at it. Um, it pretty- their husband and wife. There was some people apparently on TikTok, though, that were like, why is your husband uh, sending a dick pic to you? Is there something going on? Did he mean to send it to somebody else? Whatever. And her response oh. was like, we're husband and wife. This is what we do. <laughs> like, Right. Stop being boring. Christ. It's like um, there was also... Uh, uh, Candace Cameron, uh, who is Kurt Cameron's brother, but she's a little bit more on the liberal side of him. But uh, she had posted a photo with her husband, and her husband uh, basically had her his hand on her breast. She posted it and said some caption about "I love my husband," blah, whatever, whatever. People on her Instagram feed went they crazy. Were Why is your husband doing that? That's so inappropriate. And she came on. And basically, was like, he's my husband. Like, wh- how do you think we have kids? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that that was her response. I'm sure her brother would have been one of those being like, what are y'all doing? Uh, uh, it's just, I, I did, I do love that she That's just came out though and was like, y'all are just crazy. This is what I do. I'm going to keep posting it. This is my feed. If you don't want to see the photos I post, unfollow me. Like, also, it, what? That's, again, I, I don't understand. That's what, uh, husband and wife do husband and husband wife and wife whatever you have fun like if you're not having fun in your relationship so we talked about earlier in this this week in our relationship episode uh and about love just have fun with each other your friends like it's not this whole like just like people yeah, just people are really fucking that. boring i've learned like when <laughs> quit i quit being like, boring 
right? People say things to me like, you talk to your husband about that? I'm like, yeah, I've married him. So yeah, that's kind of like a license. We have a license to talk to each other about pretty much everything. And also, nope. I think if you're just my friend, I'm going to talk. If I can't talk to you about something or if there's an awful bit subject that you're like a jerk to me about, then we're probably not that good of friends if you can't communicate with me. You know, Sorry. people uh, joke joke about like, oh, those heteros are so boring. It's gay people, too. Them gay couples are just like so boring. But as you know, me and Matt are not. We've talked about uh, candy canes and Neapolitan ice cream. So, you know, you've come to the right place well, here. And you're, well, again, you know, and you're not my husband, which is hysterical, um, <laughs> you know, and that was really funny. It's every now and then it still does happen, but it's a lot more rare now. Now that we're like two, two years into this. Johnny, my ex used to send me dick pics from outside my office when he picks me up. <laughs> right. <laughs> David and I get over here week. now. <laughs> Meow. Um, David and I send each other ridiculous shit all the time, sexual and non-sexual, because, you know, <laughs> like who I am. And um, and obviously, like, if I find something really freaking funny, Cody is probably going to get a copy of it. Did you get the picture? Oh, speaking of pictures, did you get the one Johnny Apollo sent me? I did. I love it. I can't uh, send it over right now. It's not sending. So y'all have to stay tuned to uh, the profile photo of that Johnny has for uh, Matt because it is cute. And I'd show you on camera but it doesn't pick up from my phone as clear as That's people need to see people need to be able to see the um but i'll try to like see well here y'all can kind of ooh. oh yeah well yeah y'all can kind of get the idea <laughs> the caption for that i believe was now who's a pretty kitty is a shrek reference but um it was like <laughs> <laughs> um you know, so one thing i used to do snap that uh, it went away. There was a llama filter for a long time. And I, would post the, I made these mythical adventures of this llama that was visiting the Sahara. So I would post these random, and I called, I had a uh, mythical nemesis, the zebra, I called it slut horse. And, um, and it was just ridiculous. And I would just think nobody ever commented on it. People would be, I get like an LOL or haha. And this went on for a couple weeks. So one day I just couldn't think of anything to say. So I didn't write about it. And like that night or the next day, I got flooded with texts, snaps and DMs about people that have been low key following the adventures of the drama llama passing through the Sahara. And I was like, I have some of the memories saved in my phone. But I, and I think it was actually not a llama. I think it was actually a yak. I'm just dumb. I feel but. like, Matt, that that's a perfect thing uh, to post on TikTok because I feel like people would want to follow this journey and the, hear it these stories. The and it's perfect. Well, I was glad to say it's small because people get really mean and they don't just go along for the ride. But there were so many people that are like, well, did you guys ever go out to Club Como Sayama? <laughs> well, it was Como Lama. But, you know, if you read it out, you'd have to realize I was saying Lama. And um, it was really funny. I think one of them, I was like, who ate my imported foliage? You know, looking at you, slut horse, you know, and. Uh, um, Matt, I think you need to post these. Yeah, no, I have them all. Some of you guys probably remember some of them on my Snapchat, but they were. <laughs> that was something that always it just made me laugh. It actually had its own Twitter account for a while. I you never, I, you. 
Yeah, you do use uh, a Snap a lot more than me. I rarely use Snapchat at all these days. It's all well, Instagram, TikTok. It on Twitter. And I didn't, I hardly, only a few people knew about it. I only had like 10 followers, but I would post the llama's adventures. And um, some people thought it was pretty funny, but I didn't like posting about it from, I didn't like retweeting myself. I wasn't trying. I just wanted it to happen organically because I wanted to see what would happen. And then school had started and it was just a little project. I just couldn't continue because I couldn't, I didn't want to have to Google funny things to say. I wanted it all from being in my own head. So when I ran out of things to say, I just... He passed away. No more llama. Llama, <laughs> silent llama. Um, uh, as we end the show each week, talk about things that we are loving. And one of those, uh, I, this, I am loving it. It's not my, what I'm loving. I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't got Matt's book, uh, you can get that on Amazon. <laughs> Be sure and check that out. Um, but Please what I'm loving this, Please. leave a review. Leave a review. My review is coming soon. Um, yeah. Uh, so my what I'm liking this week is, is going to be a TV show. Uh, it just came out this week. American Horror Story Stories. Uh, and oh, it's going to be... Right. Uh, it's not a part of the American Horror Stories like franchise. It's not a, like a season per se. It's uh, smaller stories um, that are going to happen on this season. Um, and so that's, a, uh, I think it's going to be really good. Um, in, in these first two episodes, I think that are out, you have Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter is in them. And like, she's really good. She's like a really good actress. Um, and I think, uh, Ryan Murphy is doing this though, because in these stories, it's not any actors that you see normally in American horror story. If you listen, or if you watch American horror story, you know, it's pretty much the same actors every, every year. Um, and so, I think he's using this stories version of American Horror Story to discover some new actors that he wants to put into his main uh, American Horror Story programs, uh, which I think is great. It's kind of like an audition place to see maybe who fans like the most or who fans want to see more. Uh, and he'll put that in there. Kevin McHale is in this first season. Do what? Kevin McHale is in this first season. Um, do you know the thing I've been, I want to watch? And Macaulay Culkin. Uh, yes, that's exciting. I'm excited about Macaulay watch, Culkin. I want to watch Fear Street on Netflix. I want to watch Fear Street and Resident <laughs> Evil. Those are on my list. But the thing um, I'm really excited to really talk about is I saw, we saw Black Widow yesterday and totally loved it. Like, it was just a fun movie. I thought it told some backstory. The humor was kind of worked in nicely. And I enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of the other uh, movies. I understand there's a reason like all these movies are being made. Like, And I understand why they're even doing as many as they are, because you want to have all the actors that you have. You know, you want to get them, get them done, because if you don't, then you always have something untold. However... <laughs> I'm like, I'll get to some of these movies later. I've seen probably six of them, six of the main ones, and then Black Widow. Um, I just kind of got tired of superhero movies. And um, and if I ever tell you guys my least favorite superhero, you guys will literally cancel me. So, oh my God, who um, is it? Well, I actually, there's always been Superman versus Batman. Like, who's your least favorite? I'll be honest, I don't like either of them. I don't like Batman and I don't like Superman. I don't find them interesting. 
all their vill- their villains and their uh, support characters and side characters are all far more interesting to me than how those two are portrayed. And it also could be because so many things center around them that we never get anything else. Like it's been like 50 years. Oh my God. You know, can we talk about somebody else? Um, yeah. But that's just, it's just me. I don't judge people. Yeah. Whenever I say I like Batman, I just don't care about Batman. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, recognize that it, there is some, I never like whenever there's a Twitter votes about this, I will vote, but I will not express my opinion publicly because I'm not one. I'm not trying to shit on anybody else's parade here. That's great. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of things you like about it. And I think a lot of it is just like fatigue of seeing the same characters. Cause I saw the Batman movies in the nineties um, when I was a kid and I loved them and I actually still enjoy watching them. I just, I'm like, it's like getting wonder woman. Like, Oh, thank God. Like finally, like we're going to focus on wonder woman. We're going to focus on black widow. We're going to focus on other people who aren't Superman, Batman, like, <laughs> you know what i think um like so dc some of my favorites now are like wonder woman harley quinn uh unfortunately i think she it was posted this week uh she doesn't know when she's gonna be playing harley quinn again which is just an abomination i don't understand what dc and uh, dc never knows what they're I doing love margot robbie as harley quinn she's amazing i just uh I chris just, says superman heart <laughs> Grant always has my heart. Johnny says Kevin McHale from Glee and Dylan Bernstein from Post are in that series. It's definitely Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Oh, it's there are no questions. It's a Ryan Murphy project. And a lot um, of times, and what gets me about Ryan Murphy projects is it always starts. It's like a to me, this was always my nightmare looking into wanting to be a writer. Like you have a fire idea and it starts out well, and then you're sitting there. It's almost like you're sitting there looking for the right adjectives to put in. And I feel like a lot of Ryan Murphy projects, they just hit the ground and pull you in. And then like a season and a half later, you're like, so this is going to stop after two or three seasons, right? No. What I like about horror AHS is that because it's usually 10 ish episodes, it doesn't go on and on and on. As long as they don't let some of the characters go too far out. There's always a couple twists, but some uh, like, like you could just definitely tell, glee lost its way and it was like well i wow. think that, you know it happens a lot with uh well i think any writer or i sh- i shouldn't say writer that's not the right phrase creator any creator who uh does a tv show it usually is you know can start off great but then they start getting other projects that's successful and their attention gets pulled away from that particular project it happened with like lost uh, in all of these projects, I think if you look at Ryan Murphy's projects recently, it's pretty much limited series projects he's starting to do now, where it's just like one season, maybe two, and done. And I think it is because of that that people, uh, I, I think he saw that people was making a point of that they lose kind of some of their magic to them as they they continue to go on. But I think he, you know, quits paying attention to them as much because he starts working on a new exciting thing um, and then forgets that he has this over here. Um, but I think that's a whole process, like a creator, you know, it can be hard sometimes because you, uh, I, I will say like, uh, Shonda Rhimes, I still can't believe that, uh, Grey's Anatomy is still on. Like it's like season 16 or something. We really need like a therapy group for the amount of people who've had their hearts and souls and minds shattered by Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) 
Uh, Chris says, I love the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn movies. Yes, same love. I love it's nice. Oh, God, it's just so nice to focus on somebody else. Like the Joker is so much more interesting as a side character, you know, like, oh, yeah, you get to see some of the more exciting parts. But oh, my God, a psycho man controlling somebody. Oh, wow. We haven't seen that before. You know, Uh, Jonathan says it's been happening with Ryan for ages. Same thing went down with Nip Tuck after season three. It was a dumpster's fire. Um, Real quick on the point, uh, Matt was talking about he saw Black Widow uh, with Marvel. Uh, The last episode of Loki happened this past week. I won't give any spoilers, but amazing. You got to watch Loki. If you've not watched Loki, it fills in the blanks and sets up everything for the movies that are coming out in fall for Marvel. Um, so you kind of almost have to watch it. I don't think you'll, I think they'll make a point in the movies. So you don't have to have watched it, but it definitely Loki sets things up for the future of Marvel. And it's amazing. Uh, the three Marvel shows on Disney plus have been amazing and I love them and I want more. And they did renew Loki for season two. So we'll see where his travels go because Tom Hiddleston is amazing. Um, it's really and, weird to see like movie stars transition, like doing something like WandaVision or Loki where you see, almost like movie level production quality, but in 10 episodes or less. And I actually, I'm kind of a fan of it. And maybe it's because it's a different kind of thing. It's a different format. And it's a departure from things we would typically see. But I, I watched a couple episodes of Loki and I was like, oh, well, okay, this is different. Like, all right, I have not, I have not watched WandaVision. I'm so sorry. I just, there's so much to watch. There's only so many hours in the day. But also, uh, thank you everybody for, for listening and watching. I know we've gone over yes. a little bit tonight. <laughs> thank you. We had, we had so much to say today. Uh, but we do thank everybody who has joined us um, on this show. Of course, we'll be here on Sunday for a live. And then we have new episodes coming out Tuesday, Thursday. Olympic show is next Friday, which is exciting. And of course, we have our 100th episode show coming up on Friday, the 13th of August. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if that's Super good or lucky. bad. We'll but, have, uh, hopefully Salem hangs out with us that day. You know, oh, I know. Uh, it's a perfect time for him to show up the black cap. But uh, again, thank everybody who's joining us. We hope you have a great weekend and we will see you uh, Sunday. And if you're not here Sunday, uh, podcast episodes coming up uh, next week. Anyway, bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at The Coma Cast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.